The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, I always say it's an honor and pleasure to be part of Voice America each week because Voice America really believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and that's why I'm here. I feel the Internet is very powerful, and Voice America is a great vehicle to get out all the positive information that we need to get out. And my program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live the life that you really want to live. And today is no exception. My guest is Albert Clayton Golden, who's a celebrated director of the Sedona Intensive. And he teaches personal growth secrets that he's used to guide more than 20,000 clients towards soul purpose and fulfillment. His newest book is You're Not Who You Think You Are, A Blueprint for Retrieving Your Authentic Self. Welcome, Albert. Welcome to you. Thank you so much for having me, Patricia. Thank you. I actually, I did have you on the show when we talked about your other book, Signs and Wonders. Right, which did very well. It's in 14 languages. Mm, incredible. All right, here's my question. You talk about the ego is not the enemy, but it's your strongest ally. So many people are into their egos and people think they're selfish. Talk about that. Well, you know, first of all, when people come here to go through the Sedona Intensive, they always come in and they say, I want to get rid of my ego. I want to kill it. I want to bash it. And I said, no, embrace it. Uh, it's because the ego is a part of you. You know, it's the old, 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 old teachings of the kahunas that the low self is the ego, the middle self is the open-minded mediator, and the high self is the God self. The, the ego, you know, if you believe Joseph Campbell and Bill Moyers who made him a star, that, you know, there's the myth- mythological story that said we're fallen angels and that we all left. And so I see ego as that part of us that's fallen, that's separated out from God. And it really gives us so many crazy things from drugs and alcohol and food and getting too involved in Wall Street and getting too involved in who the terrorists are that live mm-hmm. next door to you and whatever. It's a part of us separated out from God that feeds off the lower chakras of all of us. So I say that, no, it's not the enemy. It's a great friend because if you convert the ego, if you love it, if you hold a dialogue with it, you know, like you might with an errant child, then the ego can die to self and be reborn a precious child of yourself, and it can guide you and lead you and and take you where you need to go. Mm. So let, that, that's very clear to me. So let's talk about something else you talk in your book about, which is God or no God. Now, is that a question that you're asking? What I do, uh, and, you know, I go all over the world, and people are constantly saying to me, I have a problem with this concept of God. And I say, well, let me just give you, in the chapter that I write about, let me just give you an idea about what that looks like 
without a God. And then, what does God mean to you? What does God represent to you? And, you know, some people end up saying that they can see the beauty in nature. I mean, I always say to people who say, no, God, look at the birth of a child. I mean, to me, that's the greatest miracle. Look at things that grow. We had two horrible fires near Sedona last summer, and, you know, you can already see uh, things are changing in that perhaps there was some powerful uh, message behind why that needed to go, but, you know, they're going to say that new growth will come forth. So I say if you look at the wonders of the universe, there has to be some divine design to it. You can call it whatever you want to, but uh, that chapter was really to tweak people who are atheist or agnostic and those people who, and who, by the way, I'm going to go out on a limb here, I think agnostics and atheists are very negative people, very negative people, because they're really, really unhappy with their lives and they can't find anything mm-hmm. that they can support higher than themselves. Mm, interesting. Why, why did you name this book? Why the title, You're Not Who You Think You Are? What well, it's because nobody is. I can tell you right now, your parents didn't know who you were. And, you know, by hook or crook, and I say the spiritual experience, the ahas in our life, you know, I think we talked about this before. I'm a recovering alcoholic in two weeks. I'll be sober 27 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I say in my, every book I write, thank God I found booze instead of the ministry because I started out as a ministerial student and pastored a church in South Alabama. But it was only when I found booze and tore my life apart that I was able to go into those rooms of 12 steps loving, kind people that love me till I learned to love myself, mm-hmm. that I was able to listen to the God within me. And I think that uh, it's nonsense. I can tell you right now, Patricia, that this is the message that I'm preaching from here to kingdom come. Politics, religion, and science are out to keep you in a tight girdle or a cage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to speak on two television shows in New York next month. And I'm going to say, listen, just because the Republicans got run out of office doesn't mean you should know Democrats' feet to the fire because I think they're all the same nonsense. Mm-hmm. And what you can do, because we live in a democracy and we need elected officials, I still believe don't ever give your power to either side. When it comes to the church, if you think that I'm going to let anything or anybody with a dogma or a dicta tell me ever again what to believe, you're crazy. You know, I stumbled into Kabbalah a few years ago without the red string in the water, and I can tell you right now, when I got into Kabbalistic astrology, you know, I'm an astrointuitive, uh, and I found out that your, your true identity is in the birth chart, then these 42 years of my life as an astrointuitive were verified by the oldest information in the world. And when I found out with the rabbi that your true soulmate is within yourself, that's what I've been teaching since I've been a teacher. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to cover all the things about why the identity that we've been given is not who we are. When people come to the intensive and they work with you, what are the issues you, you hear most, Albert, that people are dealing with? I would say that probably the last two years, it was, I spent all those years being a doctor and I'd really rather uh, raise cattle in Wyoming and uh, do you have a staff that can help me get from the doctor that I was for a while, but I don't choose to be any longer, 
we've had two people that fit that description that came the last six months of last year. We also have people who are in what they call bad marriages. I'm putting that in quote. I'm moving my fingers. And I have to help them uh, say, do I go or do I stay? And you know what? It's amazing. Now, I wrote in my last book. How do you help them do that? I help them do that because the person they don't like is within themselves. A woman always is fighting her, her, her animus, which is the word that Carl Jung, the greatest psychiatrist who ever lived, gave it. Uh, uh, but it's, it's never the person outside yourself. Now, the truth is that the marriage that you made at 21 doesn't fit you at 41. Mm-hmm. So I help them solve the riddle mm-hmm. of what marriage is all about. And by the way, I love the questions you asked. I just yesterday spoke before several hundred people here in Sedona, and I said, and listen, before you all run out there and tell your little boy and little girl they got to get married, 67% of marriages fail. If my child came home with a grade of 33%, I would take him out of school. So I believe that we're making a big mistake training girls and boys to grow up and do what mommy and daddy did, and many times that family marriage failed. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you're not saying people shouldn't get married. No, That's not I'm what you're saying, saying that people need to find out who they are. Let me kind of tell you something. I've written a lot of books. And I can tell you, this is probably, I hope not my swan song, I'm not ready to go yet, but I will tell you, it's the best book that a lot of people have read. And I'm talking about people like Heidi Krupp, who owns Krupp Communication, Catherine Cryer, who I'm going to be on her show. She's got uh, Court TV. Uh, the man, uh, John St. Augustine, who is the producer of XM Oprah's Radio, he has me scheduled. He said, Albert, this is between your eyes. No one who purports to be looking for solution can deny this book. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is until you, until you find out who you are and really own that, your relationships aren't going to work well. Listen, one of the things that I say in that book is the family is the karmic mirror. I mean, I wish we had more time today. I'd tell you about the karmic mirror I looked into. Couldn't stand either one of my parents. And, of course, after I cleared, after I got sober, after I worked on me all those years, they were two of my high master teachers. But as I was trying to find out who was little Albert, boy, they didn't have a clue because they didn't know who they were. And I can tell you, this is the cancer growing on consciousness in this country and around the world that we are listening to our parents who don't know caca about who we are and they're repeating what the church or their social economic group tells them that they are, what the schools are telling us. You know, I tell just told five parents yesterday, when your little boy gets ready, don't shove him into football if he wants to be a painter or ballet. And if your little girl doesn't want to, you know, go into a little cooking thing, you know, let her be mm-hmm. doctor, lawyer, Indian chief. Right. Do not make your children fit the popularity contest of the current education. Right. I want to go back with you for a minute to relationships because that's such a big one, particularly when we talk about how over 60% of marriages fail. Right. So when you're working with someone and you're helping them piece together who they are, then 
through that do they discover whether they should stay or not stay in the relationship? Absolutely. Sometimes it's their issue, and sometimes it, it may be their issue, but they also need to leave. Absolutely. Listen to me. I heard something the other day, and I said, can I borrow that line? The woman said she was on one of those shows, you know, they give you sound bites. Thank God you give a lot of time. But she said, you know what, maybe the two of you grew in different ways, but the marriage didn't. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like that. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You're not the same at 41 that you were when you married at 21. And if you don't have a relationship with your invisible partner, which is what John Sanford, who's the genius that wrote about Carl Jung, uh, I call it your other side, your feminine within the man and the masculine within the woman, that other part of you that's very much in you, if you don't make that your soulmate and best friend, you will never make a relationship work. Do you know why? Because when we get into a relationship, we transfer or project what we don't want to deal with onto our girlfriend or the girlfriend onto the boyfriend. And then when the other refuses to hold the transference, then things began to turn to World War III. Then so, how do you account for the marriages that last over 40, 50 years? I think that probably, you know, you're not going to want to hear this answer, but I think that most of them are in denial. I don't feel like that most people today, and remember we haven't even talked about what this shift in consciousness with the Mayan information is all We're about. We're going to do that at the, right after the Yeah, break. but what I'm going to tell you is that I think that a lot of people are... Uh, drink enough booze, smoke enough cigarettes, worship Wall Street and the money they're making, or they get all involved in what people think about them by being, you know, soul savers, enjoying all the philanthropy. What I love about Kabbalah, you know, Kabbalah says if you chisel your name in a church or a synagogue, uh, your, your generosity doesn't count. You know, you have to really do it because receive the light to share is their famous expression. Mm-hmm. But back to put a period on your question uh, I don't think most people really 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 go deep within themselves and your name is Patricia so we'll say your male side is Patrick and my feminine I call Alexandra if Patrick and Patricia don't have a great relationship then you and your husband can't have a great relationship Mm -hmm. but if he uh, I think I met your husband, didn't I? I uh, know. Well, anyway, I remembered you were in a good relationship. But I, I just feel like that people have to really come to terms with their invisible partner, their shadow selves, before a relationship outside themselves mm-hmm. can work. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is the renowned Albert Clayton Galden, who is a celebrated director of the Sedona Intensive. And he has guided more than 20,000 clients towards soul purpose and fulfillment. His new book is You're Not Who You Think You Are, A Blueprint for Retrieving Your Authentic Self. You can call us at 800-472-5788 on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Stay tuned. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. 
At least 90% of sports success requires mental strength. And the greater the competitive level, the more critical it becomes to build that mental muscle. Tune into Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Your host, Jim Meyer, sports psychology coach, consultant, and author, offers practical, powerful, and positive mental game, tools, tips, and techniques. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental game for Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with president of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone, we are back and we're listening to Positive Living. And I'm Patricia Raskin and we're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. We have a wonderful program for you today, a great guest. My guest is Albert Clayton Golden who is the celebrated director of the Sedona Intensive in Sedona, Arizona. And he teaches personal growth secrets. And he's guided more than 20,000 clients towards soul purpose and fulfillment. He is the author of Signs and Wonders, a best-selling book. And his newest book that we're talking about today is You're Not Who You Think You Are, a Blueprint for Retrieving Your Authentic Self. Welcome back, Albert. Thank you. So... When we talk about retrieving yourself, one of the things you discuss in your book is the mysteries and the Mayan calendar, which holds the insights to that authentic self. Talk about that. Okay. When we look at generational stuff and when we look at how we mark time, um, you know, the Egyptians have been using the... uh, the rising tide of the Nile and how it uh, nurtures the earth so the crops can grow. That's how a lot of astrologers found out um, that was the period of cancer, which is the most fertile sign of the zodiac. Well, the Mayans for centuries have been marking time, and they talk more about consciousness 
than they do about horrific events. Now, a lot of people are confusing what the Mayans are saying with what some current religions teach, you know, Revelation's the end of the world and whatever. But that's not what the Mayans have said, and that's not what I say in my book. Uh, what I say is that we're coming to a time of major consciousness shift. In this country, we're having a consciousness shift now where, you know, when Signs and Wonders was published, I was speaking a lot of places, and I said, no more war, but we went to war anyway. Well, now we're seeing that the vast majority of people here from both sides of the political aisle uh-huh. do not want the war. So I think the consciousness shift, say, for we Americans is that we do not want to invade other people's country even though we think democracy would be better than dictatorship. Uh-huh. We need to stay out of other people's affairs. So this consciousness shift is about seeing each other with, I think, greater tolerance. But in my way of looking at this, it's that if you're not who you think you are and if you're going to go deep inside yourself and perhaps use my blueprint somewhat to do it, you're going to begin to see people as brothers and sisters rather than enemies. Mm. You're going to not stay so tied up. See if it's connected. All is connected. All is connected. But the thing that I want to say is, like Kabbalah taught me that the birth chart is inside of a person and there are a lot of religions that disdain astrology, then I found research material that says the calendar is within you. Mm. And like quantum physics, like resonance, that something will begin to happen within us that those people that want to go up, that want to look at the bigger picture and along the way become more authentic will. And I'm not saying that every single person on the earth is going to do this. This is why civilizations fall and pass away. But this end of the Mayan calendar is all about a mass consciousness shift that will appear in some ways that we are turning away from what's broken and not working, and I say that we go inside ourselves Mm -hmm. and we will connect to that calendar within ourselves. Do you think part of the problem, too, is the media, you know, really telling a lot of negative information and not stressing enough of what works? Yes. I mean, I tell people that, you know, when the the end of the uh, harmonic convergence happened, August of 1987, you know, some of the people like Jose Aguilas said that, you know, there was going to be this big opening and the earth would be sucked in. And so people laughed. That's not what I told them. I told them that women would get, come back into power and that men would start looking more like women. There's that ponytail, men wearing um, colorful outfits, men getting more in touch with their softer side, men becoming uh, Mr. Moms at home and whatever. Well, I think that I was right. I mean, I certainly know that I talk to a lot of women in a lot of areas from government to uh, politics to uh, corporate world, and they seem to think that maybe if that was a demarcation that women began to feel their power. Actually, I said something stronger. Mama was going to take her world back and that women were going to stop 
feeling like that there was a ceiling to where they could go, and that's where that expression, the glass ceiling, came into vogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, what you're really talking about is connectedness, and I, I think one of the things I hear a lot is that people feel disconnected. They feel uh, distrusting, or they feel that, that people aren't on their side, and I have been very fortunate, maybe through my work, I've developed such a network of loving people who are really there for me. Yeah. And that's, uh, and, and that can happen. It's, I think it's, it's how we, it's, as you said, it's what we create for ourselves. Patricia, let me say this. I'll tell everybody that's listening or who will go on the internet, uh, I'm divorced and I tell any of the ladies that I go out with, I'm too old to start it all over again. So I do have a lot of time. I have no pets in my house. I'm not going to do that to a pet. I travel a lot. But I want to say this. I constantly give away my time and my accountant and people at the office don't like it. I saw a lady yesterday, and I know she's struggling, and she probably can't afford two cents. I'm having her to my house this week for a half hour, 45 minutes, because I want to ask her, some of those critical questions that I said that when people come here with marital difficulties, I want her to see that it's within herself. I put to know her husband well, and I think that they both need to look inside and quit fighting outside themselves. But I constantly do that. Do you know that people, I get more emails than, I don't know, the post office, and I, I answer them. People sometimes say, Jesus has got to get you and whatever, and I'll say, thank you so much for sharing. I mean, I do know that you're doing the best that you can. Thank you so much. I don't attack anybody. Mm-hmm. I answer all my emails. If the phone rings and they can get through and they want to say they're down to their last dime, and I said, if I answered every need like this, but I said, write me at the office and I'll see what I'm... I mean, it's amazing how I do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you reach out. I reach out anywhere, and they people sit at my table when I'm in Sedona because I mean I'm, you know, I'm kind of a somebody they know their the face. They'll sit there and they'll say, "Do you have a moment?" Kubler Ross was a client of mine before she died, and she said, "Albert, I've had people stick books and paper underneath uh, the stall in a bathroom and say, Kubler Ross, can I have your signature?'" And she says, "It's just amazing." When you are open to people, how kind of advantage they take. But I don't look at it that way. I looked at God called me to this, and I do the very best that I can. And I always stand before a crowd, and I always tell my clients exactly where I am. And if somebody like you were to ask me a question, I'll say, can I get back to you? And I've been on television, and I've said, I don't know right now. And then I'll say, oh, can I answer the question from 10 minutes ago? The hoods you know, got on the phone and told me. So the thing is, I I don't want to be better than, I don't want anybody to keep trying to look up to me. I mean, this is this is real important for me because uh, I do not believe that the President of the United States is any better than you and I are, or the little lady next door. I have right. a 95-year-old lady living next door on, uh, on doing the best she can. I really mean to tell you that. I see everything as repertory theater, and everybody chose a part, so that we could all see the good and the bad that we all do. How do you help your clients deal with their fears that stop them? They want something, but inside there's another voice telling them. All right, let me give you the little litany, okay? I always recommend writing. 
I have a lot of, believe it or not, psychiatrists and psychologists who come through my program because I'm rigorously honest. And I get them to journal, and I get them to write every single thing that's in their head. Writing your way out of a bad, dark, fearful place is brilliant. Two, if anybody were to hear this show and call us and they can't afford it, we'd send them a meditation tape. We'd send them a starter thing. Actually, we're going to start putting them on our website, which I hope you'll let me say at the end of Please the show. Please say it now. Uh, www.sedonaintensive.com. Sedona Intensive spelled S E D O N A. I'm on it right now. SedonaIntensive.com, and we're going to start putting uh, interactive stuff. I, the thing I did yesterday was really good, and we're going to start doing that. But people can journal. They can get a good meditation tape. They can take a yoga class. Listen, in Sedona, you know, there's everybody here. They have a senior citizens place, and the yoga people come in and give it for free. And you don't have to have a membership or anything. Yoga. I hear these people, 95, say, I had the best night's sleep I've had in 10 years. It's because you open the whole body up. Mm -hmm. So journal, meditate, yoga. There's absolutely nothing that you have to do, no ism, no dogma, no dicta, no powerhouse above you, totally and completely take yourself into those places. And I'm telling you. I know people who say to me, oh, I feel so much better talking to you. I said, my God, I gave you ten things that you need to let me help you change if you want to come out here and do it. And I said, no, Albert, the sound of your voice made me think you cared more about me than I do and I wanted to catch up with you. Mm-hmm. Don't you love that? Mm-hmm. I mean, All I right, now tell that you that- note... On that note, we're going to take a break. My guest is Albert Clayton Galden, and he is the celebrated director of the Sedona Intensive in Sedona, Arizona. He has guided more than 20,000 clients towards soul purpose and fulfillment. His book, Signs and Wonders, is a bestseller, and his new book is You're Not Who You Think You Are, a blueprint for retrieving your authentic self. You can log on to SedonaIntensive.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Albert, I'll be right back to you in one minute. Okay. All right. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women and Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the ketchup bottle open. 
Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Talk to her today. You do too, but you two should just connect and talk. Good, I'd like. All right. Hi, everyone. We are back, and we're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest today is Albert Clayton Galden, who is the director of the Sedona Intensive. He's guided more than 20,000 clients towards soul purpose and fulfillment. And his new book is You're Not Who You Think You Are, A Blueprint for Retrieving Your Authentic Self. Welcome back, Albert. Glad to be back. You were talking about the importance of astrology. Um, and you know there are lots of folks that don't believe in astrology, of course, until they have a good reading, and then they say, how did you know all that? That's very true. <laughs> so it's talk true. about that. Well, let me say this. I was 23 years old. I had just gotten out of college and graduate school and went to New York and was still chewing on the psychology of Carl Jung. And uh, I met a woman, uh, Bird Knapp, who became my first teacher. And I had come out of the Baptist faith as a ministerial student and pastor of the church. And we didn't, you know, they weren't really hammering astrology so badly in the Bible Belt in those days. But this woman dazzled me, you know, really, Virgo. And Virgos are very picky, critical, analytical, analytical. My mother was a Virgo, and I'm a Pisces, so your opposite sign has a lot to teach you. This woman was so brilliant. She took me to lunch. She met me at a party. Took me to lunch the next day, a five-hour lunch, became my teacher. Five weeks later, I could do this. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. let me go current. A few years ago, when Signs and Wonders came out in 2003, I was in Beverly Hills promoting the book, going to the Bodhi Tree, all of that good stuff, and was, you know, in a shop and met a woman who worked at the Kabbalah Center, and I'd been hearing Kabbalah everywhere, and then I saw Madonna, and I just got a little fascinated, took me over, walked in, and I really will tell you that I'm very sensitive. I could not believe the effect walking into the Kabbalah Center had on me. She gave me several books. I gave her some of my books. I bought all the full thing, the Zohar, which you scan, you know, the eyes have it, and she gave me a book called Kabbalistic Astrology, hooked me up with a rabbi, and I started studying Kabbalah. Mm-hmm. Now, 
When I got home and read Kabbalistic Astrology, I wept. Because in Kabbalah, they say that your destiny is in the birth chart, that your life path, your assets, your liabilities, and whatever. I couldn't believe it. I said, why are all these Christians specifically attacking astrology? And you know what my still small voice of intuition, the God within me said, fear. So, and the voice said, well, you know, you deal with fear within yourself and other people all the time. Why are you so surprised? Then the next thing that they said, since I do so much work with the divided self, you know, the problems we have in relationships, and it said that your true soulmate is within yourself, it's your shadow, and then you can then, through the law of attraction, draw a man or woman to you, or, you know, gays can do the same thing. But uh, I really was astounded, and you know what? As I, as I said, after five weeks I could do this, and everywhere I go, every book I write, every media thing I do, people start calling. They say, well, I'm one of those Baptists who doesn't believe and whatever, but I was really kind of impressed with your story that you had been terrorized by the Baptist. And it really wasn't, you know, Jesus so much. He's in my mantra, although I'm more of a Jew today than I am a Christian. But um, I really, I really have people that say, Albert, if you want to know the truth, a friend of mine that likes you and likes astrology paid for this. I'm absolutely astounded. They only said, have an open mind and say, does this fit you? Mm-hmm. Now, unlike a lot of people, I do make, I'm intuitive, I do make uh, some what you might call prognostications or predictions or whatever. I just say it's the natural thing in your path where you found me to tell you about what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you. I see money and I see bankruptcy. I see relationships falling apart, coming together. I see when you're going to get fired from a job or when it's going to all click for you. I see difficulty with your children. I see drugs, alcohol. Or on the other side, like my favorite kid, a, a girl in New York who's a diva, I saw that she was going to graduate summa cum laude, Phi Beta Kappa, from Yale, and she mm. said, I never will, and I, I wish you wouldn't say that. Well, she did. Mm. So I feel that this is very valuable. It's very valuable so that somebody, and I I just have to say you have to be a little bit discerning and discretionary about who you turn yourself over to. In but terms of with, the astrology chart. Yes, in the right hands, yeah. you will never find anyone who knows you like the astrologer. Now, let me... uh, I, I want to say something about that personally. I agree with everything you said, and I've had many different readings, but there are just a couple who've been just right on it. Mm-hmm. And you're right, it has to be a very gifted astrologer. It does. It does. Yeah. But you know what? I say if you want to get even, you know, there are people that are cheap and don't want to pay a construction guy to build their house, so they go to school and learn how to do it, and, you know, ten years later... They built a house that would have taken a construction crew eight months. But you can study this. Do you know, I hope I don't get any calls from this show, but I haven't taught in a while. But I have past classes, and every so often they say, would you teach us the very beginning part? And I have so much material that I do it. But you have to struggle because there are people who love what I do with them, and they want it in their own hands because I say, 
you know, be self-legislated. Don't give your power away to church, state, or science. And then they say, would you help me do what you do for me? And, you know, good old Albert, Pisces, the doormat part of me just says, okay, let's pick a week and get 20 people here, and we do that. Mm -hmm. But you've got to, you're right, Patricia, you've got to have a great astrologer, and let me add this, somebody who's intuitive. And the biggest lie that was ever lied in mankind is that men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and that women are intuitive and men are not. I don't know where all this stuff gets spread around, but people believe it, and it's not true. Mm -hmm. All right, and we've got about five minutes to break. So give us some concrete steps for people to start getting in touch with their authentic self. Okay, here's what I would do. I would I would find myself a list of questions that I would ask my high self. And, you know, I've already mentioned meditation, and if you read any of my books, I always bring you up to speed that I was just meditating one day and fell in a deep, dark hole, or that's the way I describe it, and my high self, Paul, began to talk to me, and he said, well, I'm really your God self because you've been so angry at God, and it's not God you're mad at, it's those preachers and their dogma. So I think that you have to ask yourself questions, and then you're not who you think you are. I take the reader through two chapters of questions that most people have been asking me, and we give answers. And uh, I think that you've got to somehow be sick and tired of being sick and tired. I mean, I totally and completely bottomed out with booze. And a lot of people, there, a lot of people are not alcoholic, but you know, according to uh, everything you read, that we're in an obese nation. You know, people are using food. I uh, used uh, alcohol. A lot of people use shopping and traveling. There's some people that are so addicted to what money can buy that it's not even funny. You've got to kind of bottom out. You've got to look at your addictions. And I've always said, uh, if you can't get as far as going to a great astrologer, find somebody. There's so many life coaches around, and some of them are pretty good. Go to somebody who will listen to you. Because being heard, being listened to, is very, very important. Because the first thing that a man or a woman says in the intensive when we're all alone, just him or her and me and God uh, I always say no here, but you and me and God. Uh, they always start out with, "She doesn't listen anymore," or "He doesn't know a thing I'm doing." And so, I think that in order to come away from the false self, that's not working in a marriage or a job or having difficulty with friends or enemies, you've got to kind of retreat, pull away from, and go inside. There are a lot of spas now that are affordable. And I think that now spas are beginning to have uh, a lot of these uh, herbalists and aromatic people, and they've got people that do cranial sacrum and mm -hmm. people that do Reiki and whatever. I have to tell you something. I find a lot of practitioners are not up to speed. Mm -hmm. I still bless them because they're trying, and they keep going back to school and whatever. I think any of these healing arts or opening us up can only help and, and and speed the plow of getting to the high self or the uh -huh. higher consciousness. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Albert Clayton Golden. He's the author of You're Not Who You Think You Are, and the subtitle is A Blueprint for Retrieving Your Authentic Self. Albert is the director of the Sedona Intensive in Sedona, Arizona, 
and he's worked with more than 20,000 clients towards soul purpose and fulfillment. He's the author of the best-selling book, Signs and Wonders. And the website is SedonaIntensive.com. When we come back, we're going to talk more to Albert about your authentic self and how you can be who you want to be and get what you need in your life and what you want. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on voiceamericaradio.com. Visit our website at www.westcoastbusinessreview.com. West Coast Business Review's Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, echopreneur, author, and green living maven, brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products, get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, broadcast each Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Living the green life for a human, healthy, and planet-friendly lifestyle. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Yep. I'm off. I I like... Everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest today is Albert Clayton Golden, who is the celebrated director of the Sedona Intensive, a personal growth um, intensive that really helps you to get what you want out of your life. And he's guided more than 20,000 clients toward their sole purpose and fulfillment. His latest book, which we're talking about today, is You're Not Who You Think You Are, A Blueprint for Retrieving Your Authentic Self. Albert, one of the things you said you wanted to talk about that you think is essential in retrieving your authentic self 
is forgiveness. Yeah, let me let me just say this. Uh, we we probably know the audience already knows that I talk to a lot of people, great many up close and personal, one on one. But I speak to big groups and I do media stuff. Uh, let me tell you the most common thing that I hear: guilt, mm-hmm. the unforgiven part of oneself. If I told you how many women sat in front of me and said, I've had two abortions, I used to give them angels in a nest. The woman's out of business now, but they would cry and cry and cry and cry. And I still have a ceremony that I do with them. And I said, darling, let me tell you something. It was not the authentic self that got pregnant and had the abortion. Mm -hmm. The true blue you is the one that turned to someone like me or possibly someone else to ask, can you help me be me as God created me to be? So I feel like that it's really very, very important for people today to hear and every day to hear, uh, forgive yourself and then forgive others. You know, I have a ceremony that I do uh, called the Hopi Egyptian uh, letter-burning ceremony of forgiveness. And, you know, after they rage, like the little girl is going to rage tonight, um, then tomorrow uh, she has to write forgiveness letters and she has to seek forgiveness from all those people, no matter what she thinks they did to harm her. And let me tell you why that works. Because you've got a victim and a perpetrator. And the perpetrator is a victim turned inside out. And so I tell people through the law of attraction, I tell everybody you get what you deserve, and I'll tell you, I've got the courage to say it, even if it's somebody who dies in a car wreck, somebody that dies prematurely, whatever, I say, only God knows. That's my favorite expression. Why this happened. However, I do know that there's divine design, and the biggest component to the design of the universe is forgiveness. You must forgive yourself and forgive others. I mean, you know, I said earlier in the program that I couldn't stand either of my parents, and today, you know, when you get to the end of my books, they're my high masters. It's because it was the part of me that I didn't like in my parents. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mother was when you make peace with drunk. your parents, when you make peace with your parents, then you make peace with yourself, don't you? Absolutely. And, you know, I told you that, you know, once this whole forgiveness ripples through your quantum physics and your voice resonates with love. And, you know, in this book I say love is all there is. And I talk about me and I talk about how I try to work my way up the uh, food chain with rich women. And, you know, it's just really wild. I mean, maybe not all men do that because some people are too macho to let a woman support them. But, I mean, I talk about all the places I went trying to find love, and then I talk about some great loves in my life, and people love that chapter. Mm-hmm. But it only came, uh, forgiveness is the path, the clearing is the, is, the, is the eighth part, and then the ninth is love is all there is. Talk about love is all there is. All right, I'll tell you about love. You know, love is really, um, you know, I never had any children, and I said, don't bring your child to my house. I don't want them knocking things off my coffee table. I don't like to smell duty in the diaper. I'm the only man I've ever known my age that never changed a diaper. However, you let me see a little baby in a stroller, and nobody is quicker to go over there 
and ask the mother or father's name about the baby. And if I'm on a plane, if they're crying, I sometimes hold it. It's just really wild. And I'll tell you what that all is. All that is is me with the duty I had in my diaper, including all the alcohol I drank and all the wreckage I created. But when I see a child, you know, there was a great song years ago, Johnny Mathis sang it, When a Child is Born. Mm-hmm. And I remembered that, and it rippled through my sobriety. And babies, uh, babies are love to me. When I see old people, and I help them across the street. I think of my own mother, and she was dying. And I think, boy, I'll tell you, if my mother can't get across the street with somebody's help because she's somewhere out there, then I can help this person across the street. That's love to me. And I'm going to tell you what is not love. Anything I buy to put on my back is not love. Although I love first class on a plane, that is not love. That's another kind of need for me. But when I look into the face of people in an audience and people raise their hand and stand in front of hundreds of people and tell about themselves, I feel the love of the honesty of that person. And when I talk about forgiveness and people want to come up to me and share how they want to go home and and ask their mother for forgiveness because they haven't talked to her in five years. That is love. Do you hear me? Absolutely. That is love. When you came on the phone today, I mean, this is a little personal, but I felt such love from you, and I've enjoyed being with you today so much. But I remember feeling that way from you before. (laughs) So there's something about what you're doing on that coast over there, way over here, to the high desert, well, this is my life purpose, what I'm doing. I mean, this, I is, this is not even the choice. I mean, this is what I do. This is what I need to do. And it's very, very important. And it's being a pollinator. I mean, my role as and my symbol is the bumblebee. And what I do is I pollinate through the airwaves. I bring the work through you and many other people. Your work gets out there. Yes. So I'm the translator, the catalyst. That's what I do. Well, I can tell you. If we can travel with somebody that can sing and stir them up. You know, I say the Baptist church wasn't all bad. I'll tell you, the reason I rededicated my life so much as a little boy was because they can really stir you up with that music. I mean, music is really, I I think, the vibration of God. Uh, I would like to travel around and have somebody like you and somebody sing and get them all worked up to their high self let you ask the questions. Let somebody who can connect through the heart yeah. speak to them. That's what I want to do. Oh, how exciting. It's been wonderful having you on the program. It's been my pleasure, dear heart. Really, stay on the line. But really, it's been a pleasure. And, folks, you can log on to SedonaIntensive.com and learn all about Albert Clayton Golden's work. And if people want to have a reading with you uh, privately... Yeah, let me give them also a phone number. It's area code 928-282-4723. Scott Carney will take it. And you know what? I'm booked all the time, but I all, if somebody says, I'm desperate, and if I get the registry, they're telling the truth, I'll stay up at 8 or 9 o'clock if they want to do it, and I'll do it. So I'm one of the people that says when they call and they come, I answer. Oh, that's very special. Thank you so much, Albert. Love you. 
you too. Stay on the line for a minute. Next week, folks, my guest is Catherine Justine, who's an Emmy Award-winning actress who's had major roles in TV's West Wing and Desperate Housewives, among many others. As a lone cancer survivor in 2001, Kathy's cancer was caught early and required only surgical treatment. Tune in as she discusses her work with Longevity, a national organization, and the National Lung Cancer Partnership to spread the word on lung cancer and how it can be prevented. Until next time, folks, for Positive Living and for Patricia Raskin, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great day. been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.